Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. I'm not going to recap last week. You can find it on a podcast. You can find it on the website. You can go out and listen and watch again if you weren't here last week, but be a part. Get that first message. The kingdom of heaven, when we have the keys, brings access. I told you that Peter was given access to the hearts of those in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 came to know Jesus Christ. When we hold the keys to the kingdom, when we have access, Holy Spirit opens the door to the hearts of those around us to hear and to receive his word. What we need more than anything today as a church is access, an opportunity to use the voice that God has given us to speak life into a lifeless world, to bring hope to a hopeless world. And when I read this passage again today, I recognize that we receive the keys to the kingdom of heaven, not because we're church members, not because we tithe, not because we take a spot on Sunday morning, not because grandma was a saint and daddy was a deacon. We received the keys because of relationship. We have to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. And then by revelation, Peter received a revelation from the Father. So this morning I want to talk to you about that relationship and revelation that brings authority or power into your life. You've already been given access now we need authority, we need power to stand in that place and let God use us. But before you will ever walk in authority, you must first submit to authority. Jesus walked in authority. Authority over sickness, over disease, over death, over demons. He walked in authority over all of those things because he was first and foremost submitted to the will of the Father. You remember his prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He walked in submission to the authority that was over him. You and I live in a time, a day and an age, where there is a complete lack of respect for authority. We see it in our homes. Children are disrespectful to the parents. We see it in our streets where criminals are disrespectful to our law enforcement. We see it on and on and on. Even in the church, we see that lack of respect for authority. Now, I thought a lot about this. I believe the reason so many people are willing to challenge authority, to push back against authority, to rebel against authority, is because they've never submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, friend, the only way you'll ever live in authority is to live under authority. The only way you'll ever see the power of God flowing through your life is to submit to the will of God for your life. Stop fighting against him. Stop pushing back and submit to the will of the Father and watch what he will do in you. See, there's a lot of folks in the church who have accepted Christ as their Savior, but they've never surrendered to his authority over their lives. They've never allowed him to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Understanding authority and how it works in our lives and in the life of the body of Christ all begins with the relationship with Jesus Christ. When we submit to his authority and rule over our, let him to rule over our life, then we are submitting not only to him, but we find ourselves in submission to other authorities as well. 
We're not constantly in states of rebellion, constantly in states of pushing back and fighting, griping and complaining. You see, we live in a society that is determined that real truth, gospel truth, the word of God truth, it's really not that way. We live in a society that says truth really isn't absolute. Truth is subjective. It depends on me and my circumstance and my situation, how I feel about it, whether I'm going to accept that as truth or not. Well, I've come to tell you this morning, when we surrender to the authority and the lordship of Jesus Christ, he gives us the keys to the kingdom of heaven and everything changes in us from that point forward. If you look around you, you'll see that the world detests spiritual authority, hates authority, but they love reverence, reverence. How many times have I heard it said, well, the church just isn't relevant to me anymore. The church just doesn't connect with society anymore. The church is antiquated, outdated, old-fashioned, not relevant in this day and in this age. But I'm come to tell you this morning that authentic spiritual authority is what actually connects you to reality. Authentic spiritual authority connects you to reality. It allows you to see things as they are from God's perspective, not from your limited view. It allows you to see the world at large in God's plan rather than only that small microcosm that you see and that you're a part of. When I read this passage of scripture, Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Listen, the one who has authority has the keys. You hear what I'm saying? And the one that has the keys walks in authority. So when we read this passage and we recognize what Jesus is saying is, I'm giving you the keys that unlock access and that open doors of authority in and over your life. He's promising something that is absolutely mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. When Yvonne and I have to travel, we have uh, one or two of our young people, depending on who's free, come over and stay at our house so they can watch the house and feed the dog, all that kind of stuff, you know? And they get a key to the house. And they can come and go as they please while we're gone. But I'm not giving them authority over my house. We have this big bay kitchen window that looks out over the front yard and the street. I love to sit there early morning, late at night, just read, study, pray. But these guys that take care of our house when they're not there, they wig out. Well, pastor, you don't have blinds on that window. I don't think I can handle this. That's why they don't have authority because they would change what I like. They just have access. Just access. Today, I want to take us from the point of access to the point of where we are walking in authority. Jesus said, I'm the authorized one. I have the authority. And by giving you keys to the kingdom, I'm passing that authority on to you. I want you to understand the authority that he really does have. He has authority over the devil. He has authority over disease. He has authority over sickness. He has authority over lack. He has authority over poverty. He has authority over rebellion. He has authority over the de death and the grave. Matter of fact, you can read in Revelation 1.18, he said, I am he that was alive and dead, but now I'm alive forevermore and have the keys of Hades and the grave. Amen. <clears throat> he has authority. Authority. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 19, we know it as the Great Commission. 
Jesus said, all power or authority is given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. It's very interesting that he said, my authority I'm passing on to you so you can fulfill the mission I've called you to fulfill. Then in Matthew 16, or Mark 16, 17, he says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Where does our authority come from? From the name of Jesus. From the one who has all power, all authority, who is allowing us to live and walk in that authority in his name. <clears throat> Anytime you pray in his name, you're exercising his authority. When you speak in his name, you're walking in his authority. When you say in the name of Jesus, you are saying, it's not me, it's the God in me that's going to do something mighty and powerful as I speak in his authority. In his authority, in my name. <coughs> Pardon me, he has authorized us. He's given us his name as authority. And he gives us a name that's recognized in three separate worlds. It's recognized in heaven as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's recognized in hell as the triumphant one who overcome every temptation of the enemy and rose again from the dead. And it's recognized in the dominions of the earth as the most powerful name on the planet. Would you do one more time? Just say that name with me. Just say Jesus. See, I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to understand there's power in the name of Jesus. And as a follower of the living God, he has commissioned you, authorized you to use that name to tear down strongholds, to see sickness and disease healed, to break bondages and chains, to see people delivered and set free. Oh, would somebody just say the name? Jesus. Say the name. Jesus. Angels, men and demons all have to bow at that name. And here's the good news this morning. When he said, I have given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, he's given us the power and the authority that's in his name, in Jesus' name. If only we could grasp the fact that we are authorized to use his name. We have the right to use his name to bring authority over those things in our lives. If we can only grasp, I, I, I want you to hear this this morning. If you can only grasp the fact that Satan and every demon from the pit of hell are bound at that name. Every Satan, every demon from the pit of hell, every sickness and every disease must flee at that name. They are all subject to the authority and to the name of Jesus Christ. You say, why is it important that we understand that Satan is subjected to the name of Jesus? Because there's a spiritual war going on. And as a believer, you're called to be fighting. You're called to be in the fight. We need to understand the choices we make, the things we say, the actions we take, what we believe about what's happening around us and in us and through us determines whether we're submitted to God or the kingdom of darkness determines whether it's God that's ruling our lives or Satan. Now here, I've got a word for you. Satan cannot control you outside of your will. He can't do anything without your cooperation and your consent. So my question is, if you're a born again child of the living God and Holy Ghost lives in you, why are you allowing him to rule and ruin your life? 
It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up and say, I have authority in the name of Jesus. You have to bow. You have to bend. You have to flee. There is no room for you and your crazy tricks and your dirtiness in my life. I live in authority. He must bow to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me say it again. Satan can't control you outside of your will. He can't do anything without your cooperation and your consent. Now, whether you choose to believe that or not, it's true. It's a fact. We're in a spiritual warfare. And you may say, well, I don't really want to engage in that battle. Listen, just because you don't want to fight doesn't mean they're in a fight. Come on, just because you don't want to get in the battle doesn't mean the battle isn't raging. You know what it means? It means if you refuse to get in the battle, you're going to lose. That's what it means. Doesn't mean the battle isn't real. Doesn't mean the fight isn't going on. It means if you don't get involved and walk in the authority of the name of Jesus, you're going to lose. I don't know about you, but I hate losing. I despise losing. But once you realize the battle is real, then you can learn to recognize what's going on around you. You can take the proper action to change the situation. How did James write it? James 4, 7. He said, resist the devil. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. When you understand this is a battle, this is a fight, I need kingdom authority. I've got the keys, Jesus gave them to me. I will not fall or bow or bend to the wiles of the devil again. I will stand strong and engage. Vision 6, 10 through 12, Paul wrote it this way. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you understand what Paul just did in that passage of Scripture? He took our focus off of what we can see to what we can't see. And he began to outline the hierarchy of the kingdom of darkness. And in doing so, he's saying these words, when you're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, when you stand against the devil, then you quit fighting with each other. I said you quit fighting with each other. Some of you will get there someday. And you begin fighting against the things that you cannot see that are encapsulated in the kingdom of darkness. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Oh my goodness, open your eyes. Look what's going around you in the world today. We're seeing those very principalities and powers attempting to destroy lives. Every single moment of every single day, the enemy is fighting for keeps and we're simply going to church. The enemy is taking scores, taking scalps, making notches, and we're simply going to church. If you understand kingdom authority, and if you don't, I pray you do by the time you leave today, you will never again run from the enemy. 
but you will stand and face him eye to eye, toe to toe, and declare to him, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My God is mighty. My God is able. My God never fails. My God does amazing things. Oh, and by the way, devil, you're already defeated. Oh, and by the way, you forgot your place. Your place isn't in my face. Your place is under my feet. Read it, Romans 14, 17. But the God of peace shall soon put Satan under your feet. See, when we understand kingdom authority, we don't get scared. We don't worry. We don't fret. But rather we say, hey, devil, I've seen this play before. I know how it's going to end. I know what you're trying to do. So let's just cut it off right here and right now. You're not going to have that. You're not going to destroy that. You're not going to steal that. You're not going to kill that in and over my life. I know what you're doing. And I'm telling you now, you're defeated. Get back to the pit from whence you come. Kingdom authority. The first Sunday of January, I made a statement in the message. I said, I've never been cussed as much in my entire life as I've been cussed in the seven years that I live here. I mean, I've even learned some new words, believe it or not. Pretty amazing. That afternoon, we did the prayer walk. By the way, the prayer walk is this afternoon, 3.30, down in front of the old Capitol. Everybody be there. We did the prayer walk, and someone said something about that statement I made. And then Rodney Rowland said, yeah, but every time they're cussing you, they're backing away, aren't they? That's exactly right. Listen, when you walk in kingdom authority, the devil cannot come against you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I, hear, I want you to hear me today. It's time to stand against the wiles of the devil. And your unwillingness to engage in the battle... Doesn't mean there's not a battle raging. Just means you're going to lose. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on that losing side. I want to be on the side that wins every time. And that side are those who align themselves with Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who submit to his authority, who allow him to rule and reign over their lives. And in doing so, then the power and the authority of the Most High God flows through your life. So no demon from hell, no tool of the enemy can stand against you. Not because of who you are, but because whose authority you're living in. Because of the power that's resident in you. Because you're submitted and yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and Mark 16, go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples. And then in my name, these signs shall follow. There's a lot of folks in the church today who believe the things of Mark 16 were for another day, another generation, another age. All that has passed away. I've come to tell you this morning, Jesus never rescinded his power. He never called back to heaven the Holy Spirit to make his believers powerless and weak. Rather, he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men are going to dream dreams and see vision. Oh, come on, somebody. It's time for believers to stand in authority and see the outpouring. See that moving in our hearts and in our lives. Well, the name of Jesus brings authority. The name of Jesus brings power, not just for salvation. And I'm thankful for salvation. I'm thankful that God saved me and delivered me and set me free and put my feet on the rock of Jesus Christ. I am so thankful for that. 
But that's not where the story ends. Listen, if you closed your Bible with salvation, you're missing all that God has for you. There's a whole host of blessings and benefits that God wants to add to that new creation in you. He wants you to understand the power and authority that is yours in Jesus' name. That name still has all power, all authority, all majesty, all glory, all honor, all in the name of Jesus. Oh, he was lifted to the highest position of the universe, sitting at the right hand of Father God, above every known principality, above every known power, above, above every known thing standing against him. The name of Jesus rules and reigns. If you're in this room this morning, you're sick. You know what you need to do? Say the name. Say the name. If you're struggling with addiction, you know what you need to do? Say the name. Speak it out right now. There is authority and there is power in the name of Jesus. When I'm talking about authority, I need to show you biblically how it actually works. So take your Bibles, get on your iPhone, your Android, even though Pastor Isaiah doesn't like him, go ahead and do it. Turn to Matthew chapter 8. Because here's a story, an example, an illustration of authority. When Jesus entered Capernaum, beginning in verse 5, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. A centurion was a Roman soldier over a group of 100 soldiers. Right? So he's a commander. A centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I'll come to your house. I'll heal him. Don't you love that? You got a problem? I'm on my way. You got a problem? I know your address. You got a problem? I can fix it. Oh, that's the kind of God we serve. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus, I'll come to your house. I'll come and heal him. Then look at verse 8. This is what you need to hear. The centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. He said, Lord, I don't want you coming to my house. It's not fit for you. But I know if you just speak the word, my servant lying at home is going to be healed. And then in verse 9, he said, I'm also a man under authority and have soldiers under me. Hear that? I'm under authority and I have people in authority under me. He said, I'm under authority and I'm in authority. And I say to this one, go. And he goes to another, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, it says, he marveled. Verse 10. And said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. A centurion, a Roman, a soldier. No doubt rough on every edge. No doubt having done unspeakable things through his military career. No doubt a brutal and violent man. But he taught us a lesson about authority. He said, because I'm under authority and because I'm in authority, I understand the authority of the kingdom of God. I understand that you don't have to come. All you have to do is speak. 
Oh, someone hear me this morning. He longs to speak that word over your life. He longs to bring that liberty into your heart and into your home. All he has to do this morning is speak the word and the diseases are gone and sickness is gone and lack is gone and famine is gone. Oh, speak the word and see what he does. So all you got to do is say it, Lord. Speak it out. I know you have authority over all this stuff. Just speak it out. What was he saying to Jesus when he said, speak the word? He was saying, you've got power over what's wrong with my servant. You've got power over what's wrong with my servant. Somebody needs to hear me today because you have, you have put things in a box. You have said, well, this isn't something God can do. I've got health insurance. The doctor can help me. And I love doctors. I'm thankful for health insurance. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying to you, their power, their authority is limited. But when you speak the name of Jesus, his power, his authority is unlimited. He is not bound. He is not restricted. But when you speak the name and when he speaks the word, what you're longing for, what you need, what you desire will occur in a moment time. Challenge you this morning. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Jesus said it this way in John 15, verse 3. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask anything in my name and I will do it. What's excluded in that promise? Oh, you can't heal cancer. I forgot about that. No, 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 no. You can't take care of that issue in my relationships. I forgot about that. Oh, no, no, no. It's not anything, Lord. It's these things qualified by my personal experience. Can I ask you to crucify your personal experience? Believe the word of God. Say the name and watch what Jesus will do. Watch what he will do. To win the war that we're in, we've got to walk in kingdom authority. To walk in kingdom authority, you have to know who you are and what has been promised to you as a believer in the most high God. I challenge you, don't go another day without understanding what God has given to you through His Son, Jesus Christ. Don't go another day without knowing and understanding, my God is mighty, He is able, He is powerful, and He does all things, and He does them well. Tom, come back, please. Don't go another day living a subpar Christian existence when the windows of heaven are open, when the keys to the kingdom are available, when the power of God is at your disposal, when Jesus has already invited you to ask anything in my name and I will do it, don't go another day without tapping in to that authority. Tapping into, there's two words in the New Testament used for authority or power. One, you know, from Acts chapter 8, it's dunamis. That's the Greek word. It means an explosive power, like dynamite. It blows stuff up. The other is a susa. That's what is used in our text when Jesus said authority. And that means delegated authority. Now catch me. Listen to this. When Jesus was on earth, at his baptism, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And at that moment in time, he began walking as a man in the authority of God. And every work he did in his life while he was on this planet can be duplicated again and again through the life of God's people when we begin walking in the Holy Spirit's authority. When we begin saying, Lord, I want more of you. 
I desire more of you. I want to walk in that place of authority. I want you to do something mighty and powerful in and through my life. When that happens, oh, Katie, bar the door. It's going to be so good. I just love it when God blows us away. I just love it when God does what God does and we have to just sit in wonder and amazement. So many times we pray for great things to occur, but we do it without the faith that it's going to happen. But when we walk in authority and we're filled with faith, we can pray. And he said, anything you ask in my name, I will do it. Here's the question. What's your anything? What's your anything? What is it that's keeping you from walking in the authority of the kingdom of God? What's your anything? Maybe it's a diagnosis. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Maybe it's wounds and hurts from the past. Maybe it's the loss of a job. Maybe it's bankruptcy. What's your anything? Jesus said, anything you ask in my name, I will do it. Anything you ask in my name, I will do it. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And those keys bring access and authority. Access and authority. Maybe you're already there. You have access. You're a born again child of the living God. But you've never stepped into that place of authority Jesus promised to you. And it seems like life has far too many bad days, not nearly enough good days. Oh, come on, I'm here to tell you this morning, the word of God is not bound. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or even begin to think. I'm here to tell you this morning that when you step out and join your faith with the faith of Jesus Christ, you will see what he did at work in your life as well. Yes, sickness can be healed. Yes, disease can be banished. Yes, cancer can be overcome. Well, I've come to tell you this morning, there's not a drug addict, an alcoholic, someone addicted to pornography that can't be set free through the power that's in his name. Stand your feet with me. With somebody right now, say the name. Say the name. The invitation is simple. If there's an anything in your life standing between you and God, I want you to step out and come. What's your anything? If there's an anything in your life, step out and come right now. Step out and come as Todd begins to sing. Sing it out, Tom. If there's an anything in your life keeping you from God's fullest and God's best, step out right now and come. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.